0: Jazz. How are you? I'm wonderful, now that I have some coffee.
1: Yeah, I know that feeling.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I gotta do the intro, and if you've listened to the pod, I hate doing an intro so bad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. I'm John Flores, your host, and today I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, Jasmine Tri... Oh my god, I'm about to butcher your last name again. Treg, yes. Thank. Yep. I was. I always say. I was like, is it Treg or Treg? I was like, oh no.
1: Oh, That's yes. my life.
0: Oh yeah, people butcher my last name all the time too. So <laughs> not in Texas so far, but back home, yeah. It's
1: because you're surrounded by Spanish people.
0: Yes, this is true. Jasmine and I used to work together at the grocery store that shall not be named. <laughs> she still works in its current incarnation. Uh, we we've had our ups and downs. I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep it real. Me and Jasmine haven't always gotten along. There was there was a one time in particular where we really needed our distance from each other, but we <laughs> bounced back and we're, we're we're cool now. So how you doing today, Jazz?
1: All is well, John. I'm just oh, hoping that LSU can pull through with a win today after last weekend's complete debacle. But you know
0: what an embarrassment. Less. Uh. Uh, So I remember reading last year when they were talking about firing Les Les Miles for anyone who's not aware. Um, They were saying a lot of the college football experts and outsiders were like, No, give him one more year. It's unfair. Look what he's done for you. All these other programs would kill for a coach like Les Miles. And then everybody was like, No, this dude needs to go. And then uh, the LSU athletic department apparently didn't listen to the fans and listened to a bunch of people who only pay attention to LSU, like, casually. So we're still stuck with him.
1: I don't know that – I mean, I guess getting rid of the coach probably would have done something, but I just feel like we were completely unprepared. All offseason they talked about how Brandon Harris was going to pick it up, how he was doing so much better, and, you know, he's really going to shine. And then we got same old, same old.
0: Yeah, it was – anyway, I remember the the first topic – I wanted to talk to you about. I remember because I really wanted your perspective on it because most of the guests so far I mean you're the only the second girl that I've Uh had on here and I'm really trying to branch out and you know not be a sausage party or anything like that so (laughs) I really wanted a female's opinion and the topic I wanted to talk to you about was if anyone wasn't following the news, Leslie Jones uh, actress, comedian, she's on SNL and she just was in the new Ghostbusters. Apparently some assholes hacked her whatever and leaked some nude photos of her and i mean she's not the first actresses that happened to it happened i think was it was that a couple years ago when that happened yeah it was a couple years
1: ago jennifer lawrence was involved
0: Um, a whole bunch it was it was mainstream news but the big one was jennifer lawrence because she's america's like darling right now
1: jennifer lawrence gabrielle union a whole bunch of people
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, so what I wanted to talk about was, although I felt guilty for looking at those photos and searching them out, and I'm gonna keep it real, I looked for these Leslie Jones ones, I couldn't find them, they were taken down pretty quickly, and, you know, whatever, they probably exist somewhere, but I'm, I don't have that much energy to look them up, it's voyeurism, like, I just wanna see, like, what, what do they look like naked, like, that's all, I'm not getting any sexual pleasure out of this, I just (laughs) want to see... I mean, how do you feel about it? I feel guilty for looking, but I always do look. How do you how do you feel about the topic and the situation?
1: I always look. Um, when celebrity news photos leak, when somebody has a slip up or something like that, I always go try and find it because I just wanna know. I wanna see what happened, I wanna see the situation, I wanna see if people are blowing it out of proportion because they you know, they're calling it a, a nip slip, but it really was just like a little peek. you know. I yeah. wanna know, are people blowing it up? For no reason, but I always do go look. I don't think it's right that somebody invades their privacy like that, because, you know, I don't do the whole new photo thing. I just don't do it. You know, Anthony is right here. <laughs> He's right here. I don't need to send anybody any new pictures.
0: Okay, so, in full disclosure, I've never sent a new photo, but I have gotten some in the past. Mm. Like, not a lot, because as that I've mentioned on this pod, I'm, I haven't really been in a long-term relationship, so... Most of the time, people send nude photos to people they're comfortable with and relationships with. And I I mean, I've been in a relationship long enough to gain that comfortability, but that's a topic for another pod. Uh, But I have received some. I was very thankful and very grateful, but I told her, the girl who sent it to me, hey, don't do this because I don't like this being on my phone. Like I, I deleted it. It's too risky. Just don't. Just let. Let's not do this because it is an epidemic. Like it has become very chic to do this. Like I mean, there's like that's well, why they invented Snapchat. Yeah, and that's they got teenagers doing this and sending yeah. nude photos of a girl underage or a guy underage. That's technically illegal. So it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you if you send like say a 15 year old girl takes a picture of herself and send it to her yeah. boyfriend, right? That's te- that's technically child porn. Child
1: porn. Yeah, yeah that's child pornography. If, if she sends it to her, if a 15-year-old girl sends it to her 15-year-old boyfriend and 15-year-olds being the children <laughs> that they are. It's
0: not just 15-year-olds she- because I can't tell you how many guys I know. Have shown me nude photos of their well, ex girlfriends. I'm like, dude, what the fuck?
1: I'm just thinking, 15 year olds being children saying, "Oh, I'm in, I'm in love," you know, 15 year old relationship, and then they get mad at each other, and he sends them around the world, and now here's John Flores looking at it, yeah. <laughs>
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't like the implication that I go around. Looking hey, I was just old. picking a stranger. I was just picking. I could
1: have said Joe Blow, but I said John. It is what it is. I
0: for the record, I do not look at underage girls naked. I want that. I want that disclaimer. I really want that made clear. It's it's tricky. I mean, is it better to just not do it? I mean, the problem is these photos were never meant to be seen by anyone else, right? Than the intended recipient. So it's unfair to these actresses and actors who send nude photos to their desired recipients right. or spouses or whatever. I mean, it's not—I don't think they—it's just risky. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know if you should stop or you shouldn't do it at all. Is it worth it? That's the—
1: that's You the just really, as a as a woman or a man, you just really have to guard yourself and be fully aware. Like, do I really trust this person? And if I do, you know— okay, fine, but you have to be fully aware and always have it in the back of your mind that those pictures could go somewhere one day. and yeah. You just have to be completely aware that that's
0: happened. A little historical context this. nude photos of celebrities is nothing new. Some people might not be aware, but this was decades ago. People who are familiar with Jackie Onassis, the widow of JFK, right? When she was, I think this was in the 70s, I think, she was caught... Well, she wasn't caught. She didn't do anything wrong. She was on a nude beach, and a photographer took photos of her. And he went and sold those to, like, a tabloid or some shit like that. And he made a good deal of money. I mean, this was—it wasn't right after Kennedy was killed, but it was, like, it was sometime after, and she was still culturally relevant. It's nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun, so. It's just the technologies allowed more efficient instant exchange, you know?
1: Well, that and, I mean, you know, ten years ago or whatever— the only person with a f- camera that was capable of really capturing it is a photographer. So you had to be there with the, you know, yeah. with the person who was going to be taking the picture. Now everybody has a an amazing camera at their fingertips at all times.
0: Yeah, it's it's tricky, man. Like, I feel bad for these. What I don't get is people who say, well, if they don't want them seen, why do they take the photos? It's like, that's not, that's such that's a simple way, that's yeah. such an incorrect way of looking at it. It's, I... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel bad. Like, uh, hypothetically, say if I ever, I don't, I don't ever expect to, but it would be really nice. If I ever ran into Jennifer Lawrence and she asked me, Hey, John, stranger, whoever you are, have you ever looked at those new photos of me? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i didn't i didn't think that i'd ever have to answer for that so i, I mean everybody's kind of seen them, so I, I don't know it's just uh, what you're gonna do right
1: yeah it's a like i said it's a tough situation but when it's just celebrities i mean if somebody was like oh we broke into jennifer lawrence's house and here are the pictures of everything in her house i would go and look i mean it's with that it's about celebrity and we just want to know are Mm -hmm. they like us do they do they have do they have two breasts like everybody else or is it like one giant one do they you know what i mean yeah it's (laughs)
0: like (laughs) it's voyeurism we want to insight into these these people's lives which i just i don't understand celebrity culture Uh, there are a few people on this planet that if i ran into i would lose my mind like drew Brees, if (laughs) i ever ran into drew Brees, i think i'd lose my mind
1: i think you're in the wrong city for that
0: yeah well what you gonna do but, yeah, I just don't understand celebrity culture. Who, Who's somebody, you, if you ran into, like a guy or a girl, you would lose your mind?
1: I don't know because, you know, I am not always so aware of my surroundings. But let me say this. One time I went to um, the pool hall that is in town out here, and it was just me and Anthony, and I swear that I saw Denzel Washington inside of the pool hall. Yeah. I told Anthony I was like he's he was in there. I saw him, and then come to find out a few days later he was actually in Baton Rouge. Yeah, he was filming Magnificent
0: so, Seven. They filmed Magnificent Seven, which is coming out in Louisiana. So.
1: Well, I truly believe that on that day I saw Denzel Washington in the pool hall, and I like I fangirled out about it. Like four days later, when I saw the news article. Yeah that he was actually in Baton Rouge. So I was like, oh, wow, that's that's crazy. I'm just, for the most part, I'm just generally unaware of my surroundings. I probably wouldn't even recognize or see a celebrity unless somebody went, oh my gosh, that's such and such, you know?
0: If I ever met Emma Watson, my plan is to spontaneously propose to her. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, you got to shoot the J, man. You got an open look, you got to shoot the J.
1: (laughs) We'll just see where that goes.
0: Yeah, okay. I think the other thing we wanted to talk about was... I, I just recently moved to Austin. I was living in Baton Rouge for years, and unfortunately, I didn't get to touch on this because the last episode I did was about superhero films and all that stuff, and it felt out of place, but I'm, I'm glad I finally get to talk about it because it was really tragic and really sad to be in Austin, and everybody I know back home is going through a very shitty situation, and that would be the floods in Baton Rouge. How... What was that like for you? What, how do you, how is Baton Rouge doing from your estimation right now? What, what do you think's going on?
1: Well, it was really interesting for that, you know, that one week between the eleventh and like the following week. But uh, the 11th is when it all came down, and I know that because that was the day before my birthday. Anthony and I were sitting in a restaurant trying to have a late-night meal, and the power kept flickering, and the, the TVs weren't on, and the rain was just pouring down. Um, And that was on the 11th. We were like, you know what, let's let's get out of here. Let's go home. And then, of course, the next day was my birthday, but we didn't get to do anything because all of the streets were flooded and closed off and businesses were closing early and there were curfews in effect and everything. So we didn't actually get to do anything for my birthday, but it all came. And maybe that's because I'm not a news watcher, but it all came so suddenly where and one day, it was just rain, and then all of a sudden, here we were, like, I remember being at work, and all of a sudden, it was it was Friday, and we are just getting slammed, like, for no reason, and I'm just like, what is going on in the world right now? Like, what is happening? And then come the next day, you're seeing all these pictures of people saying, oh, you know, the water is four feet deep, the water is to my knees you know the water is at my steps it was it was insane because it just all happened so so quickly and the worst part everybody knows somebody that was affected you know even if you weren't personally affected if you didn't lose any belongings everyone has a friend or a cousin or a family member that was affected in some kind of way i mean yeah. one of our managers at work lost everything jeez yeah lost everything. So I think that was the worst part of it, but people are just still rebuilding. We have done food drive after food drive to try and benefit it because even the food bank lost everything, you know? Yeah. So it was really, really devastating. The effects of that flooding and the rain just won't let up. It won't let people's stuff dry. It won't, you know, and I, I, as I was sitting in the same restaurant that I was sitting in on the 11th, I'm hearing this couple talk about, with the bartender who they must know personally, what the insurance agencies are offering them. And they're like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I lost everything. How is $10,000 going to cure that? You know? Yeah. And it's it's just, it's crazy. It's been, you know, it's been weeks now and it's the, it's still not letting go. It's still not letting up.
0: It's Insane. I, you, what you said about someone personally being affected. But I mean, all, pretty much everyone in my family back home was affected, but none more so than my grandmother. My poor 78, 78 year old grandmother. Her house had flooded earlier this year, like March. She lives in Ponchatoula, and she we they literally spent. I don't even want to know how much money they spent refurbishing the insurance company and their. Own personal expenses throughout my entire family to get her house back in order. And we had, they had just finished it this summer. They had just gotten everything back together this summer. And then he, and then I shit you not, the same exact thing happened to her. That's sad. And she was devastated. I felt so bad for her. I just, I, I, I don't, it's, it's a, residential hazard living in Louisiana because we have our fair share and then some of shitty weather. Like, d- d- not even talking about the heat and the humidity, but just, it just seems like Mother Nature likes to fuck with us. I, I say I say us, but I, I don't live there anymore, but I still include myself as a Louisianian.
1: Well, uh, we'll take you. It's yeah. fine.
0: You're originally from Laplace, right?
1: Correct, yeah.
0: How, how did Laplace fare? Did they get it bad or not?
1: Well, so... They had all these predictions that, because the levees, it surged the levees out here in Baton Rouge. Okay. So they had all these predictions that the water was going to make it to Laplace and everything like that. And we just went through this with Hurricane Isaac in 2012. God, that, where, was, um, yeah, that
0: was, I remember, I remember Hurricane Isaac. Sorry to get you off track, but I was, I was no, just thinking I was like. Um,
1: but we had just gone through this with Hurricane Isaac where we, in my house, lost everything. And with my dad being what he was at the time, you know. Still is, but with my dad being in the capacity that he is, my mom had to do that all by herself when we rebuilt for Isaac. And then they were predicting that we were going to get, you know, 18 to 24 inches of water again. And it all, it never happened. So whatever they were predicting was going to happen or going to come this way, it didn't. And I think it probably had something to do with the fact that the levee surged out here in Baton Rouge. So it all, it didn't make it past Ascension Parish. Okay. Uh, headed towards that direction so we're you know we're grateful but they everybody's fine that way St. James Parish um, some of them got it pretty bad that's our neighbors but other than that if we didn't get anything thank goodness
0: did you want to did you want to talk about your dad or no
1: yeah sure I mean everything has been okay you know it's just when we're in these kinds of situations where we're talking about storms and flooding and everything like that you know we don't get to be Around him, yeah. With that, you know, he he has to go and do what he has to do, and we have to make sure that everything else is okay. So, I mean, it's a little bit difficult, but just I guess for everybody to know, my dad is the sheriff of St. John Parish. So that's That's like the equivalent of the like a big city fire chief. You know, most places like Baton Rouge has city police and the sheriff's office. So the sheriff is the top person at the sheriff's office, but we don't have city police where I'm from, so he's all I got. Yeah, he's the,
0: um, he's the head honcho, right?
1: When, yeah, when it comes to the police and everything like that, he's at the top. Okay, so what... So...
0: I just wanted to ask, that's a pretty big role in a small town, so he's, he's a big fish in a small town. What's it... What was that like? When did he get elected the first time?
1: So he was first elected in 2011. That okay. was his first term. He was just inaugurated and re-elected for his second term, but... When he was first elected, I was already in college. Okay. So I was already, you know, not living at home anymore. And so I didn't really see too much of what was going on. You know, I went home every weekend and I helped where I could. I feel like, and my mom's heard me say this, I'm like, I'm like the child that nobody knows about. Yeah. So like nobody, nobody recognizes me when I'm in Walmart. My brother, yeah. they'll be like, oh, that's such and such, you know, but nobody recognizes me when I'm in Walmart. <laughs> yeah.
0: My uncle through marriage he's a police officer and uh-huh. i, I re, one thing i really want to clear up if a lot of people have this perception of cops of police officers is that their job is very very serious um but uh-huh. most cops that i've met are like some of the nicest people on the planet like the, like my uncle for instance is one of the coolest dudes i know and your dad i've met him i think i've met him twice and he seems like a really cool guy it's just Cops,
1: yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, cops are really,
0: cops are people too. That's that's what I want to convey is like.
1: Well, and I get like, honestly, when all these things come out where like, for example, all this stuff that was happening in Baton Rouge with the, with the cops and everything, and yeah. I'm not going to go into like detail because I know, I think you've already touched on that. Yeah. All the stuff that happened with that. And I've got people on like my Facebook saying like, oh, you know, F the police. I take that stuff seriously, you know, because yeah. you're talking about my family. You're talking about my dad. You're talking about I have an aunt who's a police officer. You know, you're talking about some of my friends here when you're saying, F this person just because this is their job profession. And because maybe, maybe I was doing something wrong and they, you know, they threw the book at me. But you know what? It is what it is. And I'm not going to, you know, there have been some instances in the last few years with police officers doing things that I don't agree with, but I'm always going to be on the right side of the law. And if that means that I have to look at something and say, okay, nope, this guy was wrong and this police officer was right for using this tactic or this force or whatever, I'm always going to be on the right side of the law. But that doesn't make me close-minded to be able to say, whoa, 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 that was completely wrong. You know?
0: The problem with what you're talking about is it's these generalizations. If, uh-huh. if if I if I may, that there's no such thing as bad cops or all cops are corrupt. It's these broad, sweeping generalizations. It's it is case by case. It is right. discretionary. You know, it's 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 very subjective. Like we don't know. We most of the time we don't know all the facts. Yes, there have been cases of police corruption, police brutality, excessive force. There are bad cops.
1: So when we say bad cops, yeah. I you know, yes there there are people who should not be cops. Yes. is what it really is, you know. Yeah. Being a police officer before now was generally held as a job that you know, perhaps somebody without high school degree could get, you yeah. know. You could be a police officer without any kinds of formal education. Yeah. So there are some people who are like this is my only resort, you know, this is what I have to do. And unfortunately, right now, they've kind of raised the bar on that. Mm -hmm. So you're getting people with more education, which means that they can be paid more, which is great. But unfortunately, I think right now that kind of bar, I have nothing else, is being kind of put on teachers right now. And that's not, that's definitely not fair, but that's off topic.
0: Also, I would say less than 3% of cops are truly bad people. Most of these situations are cops making egregious mistakes that the thing you got to understand i mean i don't need to tell you this but just for anyone listening the thing you got to understand being a cop that is such a high stakes job like you can do a great stellar job 364 days out of the year but if you mess up that one day it can ruin your career it can ruin lives they a lot of their mistakes they don't get to take back in some instances man
1: Outside of that, you know, being a police officer, you go to work every day knowing that today could be the day that you have to save someone's life, take someone's life, or give your own life. Every single day that you get dressed for work, you you might die every day. Yeah, that you get dressed for work. And one thing that somebody put on Facebook that kind of hit me the wrong way. Somebody commented and said, that's just a work hazard. I mean, I I could have this happen to me at work. Death of a police officer is a work hazard. I was like, Oh, my gosh, no, you didn't just (laughs) say that. Yeah. My father were to something were to happen to him at work, that it was a work hazard. Yeah. Did you, did you really just say that? You know, and that person and I are no longer friends on Facebook.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a tense occupation. People need to understand that there's a reason cops are all may seem like they're always on alert and they're not kidding around ever. It's because they have Their to lives. Be. They're have they have to be.
1: I just want to go home to my family tonight. You know, yeah. man, this guy is out here and he's got this gun, and I, I it's. Somebody said that he might have a gun, and yeah. I'm here, and I'm the one on the scene. I just want this to be over. I just want to make it home tonight. Yeah. I just want to make it home
0: tonight. And like I said, cops are people just like the rest of us, and they ha- they they can't get rid of their fear any easier than most of us. So, like even the perception of danger, it can cause them to make mistakes, and that's I mean that's where the training comes in. Like right. I think I think I mean not saying this with every police department in every state and every and the, across the country, but. There might need to be some modernization and some adaptation of Absolutely. police training. Like, but then the problem is the standards might be raised too high that there becomes a lack of police because I mean you weed out some of the less than qualified applicants. So then the police force gets drained of manpower. So it's a very it's, it's a, a very, balance. Yeah, it's a very tricky, nuanced, complicated situation. And to well, say to, to make broad generalizations and like no cop can ever do wrong because they're a cop or. All cops are bad because they're cops. It's just it's just unfair, and it's it's dismissive.
1: And the one thing, other thing that I'll add to that is that when we talk about police officers getting new equipment and stuff like that for new training, police don't really have fundraisers to do this stuff. This stuff comes from tax dollars and grants. Yes. So, you know, and I'm just going to put a little, a little plug in right now. Folks, if there's a new tax being introduced in your town or your city or anything like that, Please read it to figure out who it's supporting, if it's supporting police, if it's supporting teachers, and then make the decision on whether or not you're going to vote yes or no for that tax. Yeah. Of course, nobody wants the taxes to be higher anywhere, but... That is what we're talking about, is these these taxes that are introduced, this quarter cent tax or this whatever it is, they're introduced to fund somebody's education or training or something like that. So please read those things before you just say, hell no, no new taxes, because you never know what you're really saying no to here. I mean, we're talking about bulletproof vests and computers and laptops for teachers and students and that kind of thing. So Yeah. Make sure you pay attention to that kind of stuff. We're
0: touching on serious local, state, federal government issues here. Like You you said it. Nobody wants to pay taxes. Everybody hates it. If I could go tax-free for the rest of my life, man, that would be God. I'd have caviar with lobster (laughs) and steak for dinner. But the problem is people want to marginalize their costs, and taxes are a cost. And so they want to keep those costs as low as possible for whatever reason, you know, for – just living or whatever, but what they don't understand is you got to put in to make things better. Of course, you, you got you have to. That's the only way, and that's kind of counterintuitive to human nature. But that's that's what a community is. That's what a society is. Like coming together, to make everything better for everybody. Means you have to make personal sacrifices like that. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, we can talk about this, but I might edit it out depending on where the conversation goes. But. So the other thing we kind of bonded over is because last girl I was seeing, I kind of met her through you in a way. It's really, it's really an embarrassing story. But did you know that she's dating someone now? Oh, no, I I didn't. He's like an army ranger and he's the complete antithesis of me. Like, I'm like, wow, that's...
1: (laughs) What were you doing? (laughs) I was like, oh, I guess
0: I I, like I I told my friends. I was like, I don't know whether to be insulted or like... (laughs) I don't know how to take that, but, I mean, it's none of my business. I don't... It's, like, I texted her a few days after everything, all the flooding was going on to make sure she was all right, but that's the last time I've talked to her, but... All I can say about the situation is that it was a lot harder than I thought it would be, ending things with her, because basically what happened was uh we met a while ago, and we would talk all the time, and then we kind of started seeing each other. I'm giving the abridged version. Jasmine knows all the details, but I really... <laughs> For my own personal sake, I'd rather not go into the details because they're kind of embarrassing on my part, I think. And it's a very unconventional courtship, if if you will. And then we realized we really like each other and we really love each other. But then I had to move for personal reasons. Not like I, not, not, I wasn't duck, ducking the cops or the government or anything like that. I just wanted to get out of Louisiana. <laughs> and I decided to move to Austin. And we tried to make it work for a few months once I got here. But I, I kind of knew... And we both kind of knew this wasn't we, we this was going anywhere, so I don't know. I don't know what you can add to the well, topic, Jasmine, but go right ahead if you want to.
1: I'll just, you know, I'll throw in there, you know, long-distance long, long distance relationships are tough, man. I mean, they they will try everything. I, I'll, I've said it over and over again. I could, like, never date someone who, who was, like, in a military or something like that because they're gone for long periods of time. There's this girl yeah. that I don't actually personally know, but more friends on Facebook, and they're both— in the military but she was pregnant she was staying at home with you know with her kids or something like she wasn't she's not active i guess yeah and he is so he's like constantly deployed and like somewhere else and she is by herself most of the time and i'm like i just i just couldn't do it that's just not me if i had to be alone i would just be alone you know what i mean yeah like i would just choose to not like okay. And obviously, you know they're married and stuff like that. But yeah. I would just be like, okay, this isn't working for me. <laughs> we can't do this. Yeah,
0: basically, um, that's basically what happened in my situation. We, the 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 crux of it was everybody. Everybody was like, well, why don't why doesn't she come? Like, when she's done with school, why doesn't she come live with you? It's like she didn't want to leave Louisiana. She never wanted to leave Louisiana, and I couldn't leave Louisiana fast enough. So it was, <laughs> I all i can say without getting too sappy or emotional was we were very different people i mean you know her and you know me we were very very different people but i i can honestly say like, i did love her and that was unfortunately one of the toughest parts of moving to austin like i love where i'm at i don't plan on ever going back and i'm so happy here for the most part and i have to say like i said like i started off with this it was harder than i thought it would be Ending it because I really I did care about her a lot and I still do care about her, but it's it just wasn't just wasn't meant to be. You know, that old chestnut.
1: Baby, come back. <laughs> you can play this on me.
0: Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else in, 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 did you want to tackle anything or did you want to do that questionnaire at the end?
1: A questionnaire? Ooh, let's go to the questionnaire.
0: Alright, you want to do the questionnaire? Okay. Yeah. You, have you ever watched Inside the Actors Studio?
1: No. Oh, what? I'm always surprised
0: how few people have actually watched this show. No, I don't even know what that is. It's a great show. It's a talk show hosted at a... Well, it used to be. I think it's off the air now. It was a talk show hosted by James Lipton at the actor studio at out of Pace University, which I think is in New York, I believe. And he would talk with actors and entertainers about a whole, their whole life story and their whole career and all that shit. And at the end... He would do a questionnaire called the Pivot Questionnaire, which he got from Bernard Pivot, a French journalist. So I think 10 questions, yeah. I love it because it's very insightful. All right. Okay. Let's go. All right. What is your favorite word?
1: Does it have to be for like like a word that I use a lot or just like a word that I like?
0: Either way. Either way.
1: Hmm, fair enough. Um, I don't know. I like I like words with like English words that have accents in them. Okay. Like rosé.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you love some rose. <laughs> <laughs> Pinot
1: Noir? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so now we're talking about wine, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay. Uh on the flip side, what's your least favorite word?
1: Um, work.
0: Yeah, fuck work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally, physically, sexually? What what gets you going?
1: So I actually so this is like a question not uh, sexually, religiously, or anything like that, that I ask people when I interview them at work is, you know, what motivates you? How are you motivated? And I am a self-motivated person. I can look around and say, all of this needs to be done, but I also get a lot of motivation from the people around me. Mm -hmm. So if I know that this has to be done, but Anthony won't get off the couch, then I probably won't get off the couch either. Okay. So, I guess I would just say like vibes and the people around me really can motivate me or get me to, you know, do something.
0: Okay. Uh, on the flip side, what turns you off? Like what 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 kills it for you?
1: Yeah, anybody who's just like all all into themselves yes. and they don't yeah like, self
0: absorbed basically yeah
1: yeah self absorbed people, but then also like. When you're trying, maybe trying something new, and somebody is just freaking slamming you because maybe you're not doing it the best. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I'm over this. I don't want to do it anymore. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just gonna suck at it forever.
0: Okay. Uh, this is my favorite question. Uh, what is your favorite curse word?
1: Ooh, I probably like I probably say bitch more than I should. And I, I mean, <laughs> like, if I if I get angry. I'm probably more likely to call somebody a stupid bitch than, than, than anything else. Like, I, I'm not, like, I, the F word's pretty cool, but. You can, you can
0: say the F word. You don't have to just say the F word. You can say fuck if you need to.
1: Yeah, my, my mom, my mom might listen to this. Hey mom. <laughs> yeah,
0: my mom, When my mom hey. listened. My mom listened to the episode with my brother and she goes, I really like it. I really like that you're doing this, but do you have to curse so much? I was like, Mom, you know, how- that's just how I talk. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to be disingenuous. I, I I curse a lot. Like in my casual conversation, I say fuck a lot. I say fuck shit, goddamn it. My particular favorite curse word is God fucking damn it, because I'm just like
1: God <laughs> fucking damn it. That's that is just it's so powerful. That's about to say that's like an intense one though. That's like mm, like. No, I I think bitch is my favorite because if you piss me off, I think I'm more likely to be like a stupid bitch or something like that.
0: <laughs> okay, what sound or noise do you love?
1: So, I like the sound of my little kitty when he meows, but not the meow that's like, get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like, I like when he's just kind of responding to me and he just says a cute little like, meow. Not like... Get up! I'm hungry. Not that one. But
0: <laughs> for the like, record, your personal text tone—I think I told you this—is a cat's meow on my phone.
1: Yeah, as long as it's not like an angry meow where mm. he's like, like right now he's kind of he's kind of like talking to me because he hears me saying stuff and he's like, "What are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, what are you? What are you, are you? I can tell that you're like not talking to me,
0: but Why? you're talking. Why are a, you you're talking a lot?
1: Me? <laughs> You're talking a lot, but you're not talking to me. <laughs> so he's just kind of, like, softly making noise in the background. Yeah. But it's he's already eaten, so it's not like, get in the kitchen! <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what's a sound or noise that you hate?
1: So, this is, it's a weird one, because, so I love, I love children. I like being around children. Okay. That's all fine and dandy with me. A spoiled brat-ass child, I could, like, like, when I'm at work and there are children screaming and crying because yeah. they aren't getting candy, I could slap it. I could slap a child.
0: I hate, <laughs> I despise children for many reasons, that being one of them. And yeah, I wish, I don't know if I could ever hit a child because I'm not, a, mm. I, 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 I'm a pacifist. I can't, I don't like inflicting violence on anyone. So, but yeah, I, to- I but I totally get what you're talking
1: Hey, have you told your listeners that story about that time that we all almost beat up that guy? Oh, well, yeah, we can go on a
0: tangent. Okay, so this is a story that is very, very indicative of my drinking habits. Uh, I get drunk very easily, and when I get drunk, I do pretty stupid things. I mean, not, like, drink and drive, drink and, like, destroy property, but I I just tend to be mildly self-destructive. It's
1: looser. He's looser. He's a different John. He has a different name when he's drunk.
0: Yeah, the, the nickname is Drunk John, DJ, that my friends have bestowed upon me. Um, You're
1: welcome.
0: Anyway, (laughs) so what happened was there was a girl and her boyfriend, the girl that y'all used to work with, and y'all came over to my apartment one time to have a... We were all having drinks and having a party, and I had this girl's number, and very drunk, I started texting her, saying some pretty stupid things and pretty inappropriate things. Nothing like explicit. Your boyfriend
1: sucks. Yeah. You could do better than him. All while he's sitting next to her.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't wrong. I just wasn't... <laughs> that was not the time nor the place to be doing that. And her boyfriend read those texts and literally backed me up against my fridge and almost did rhinoplasty right there with his fists on me. And... <laughs> It was stupid. Um, I've done a lot
1: of stupid things <laughs> when I'm drunk. That's up there.
0: But, yeah, luckily... Well,
1: we think... were all sitting on the couch completely oblivious to what was actually happening. But then they just, like, very quickly got up and left. They were like, okay, hey, goodnight, everybody. And we were like, bye. And John was like, oh, my gosh, you almost hit me. I was like, wow, well, that would have been the worst mistake of his life. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> I, I think the
0: only reason I didn't catch those hands that night were because Stephen and your boyfriend, Anthony were there and i don't think he was a pretty solid guy like but nah. i don't think he could have taken on Nah. He, i even think he, probably you would have gotten involved so i don't think you oh, no, would have all career, been y'all. there
1: trust me we got your back john i mean not all the way in texas if you do something like that in texas we kind of can't help you for a little while because there's like <laughs> taking off work and then we have to like get there and everything like that it'll be a minute but well, we got your back
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> Back to the questionnaire. I I greatly appreciate that, by the way. Okay.
1: That little plug, you're welcome.
0: What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: I would really like to just try and be the CEO of somebody's company. Okay. I'd like to try it. I'd like to run somebody's company because I like like so I'm a manager right now where I work at and I just I don't... Obviously, there are higher-up decisions that have to be made. And when we're talking about, like, being a CEO, we're talking about multiple stores or, or businesses or units, I'll say. But I'd like to try and be the CEO of somebody's company. Okay. See how that works out for me.
0: Okay. What profession, other than your own, would you not like to do? Like, what's the opposite?
1: I guess, like, I wouldn't want to be... I. I. You know what? I got it. I would never, ever want to be in the food service industry
0: oh yeah yeah definitely
1: i would i never as much as i know that i would be just fantastic at like earning tips and things like that because i i feel like i just have that personality that i can kind of chameleon to what's going on around me and i'll be able i would be fantastic at making tips in a job like that i could like never be a waitress or anything like that because and kudos to those of you who are waitresses and things. It's just not for me.
0: Yeah, I don't want to handle people's food. Like I,
1: I don't want to handle people's food. I don't want to know what's going on like in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, like...
0: <sighs> My former roommates, Ben and Morgan, were both in the service industry. And they would tell me... I, I saw them coming home sometimes where they were just defeated. And I, they would tell me horror stories about their customers and their coworkers. apparently... Most of the service industry is on some kind of drug. Like, it's. I'm like, that's not me. That's so not me. I want no parts of that. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. So that, that's that's where I would never ever go. No matter whatever happened, I would never ever like work in a restaurant or you know what. Let me let me go. Let me take a step back from that. I would never ever work in a fast food restaurant. Oh yeah. Ever so. ever ever. If I had no other options in my life, I. would I'm a waitress is whatever I guess, but I could never ever work at a fast food restaurant.
0: Okay, last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: What's up, bitches? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean.
1: <laughs> yes. Welcome to my crib, bitch.
0: <laughs> Yo, bro. Rose and Pinot Noir in the back. <laughs>
1: Just I'd like to hear him say something that rings that I belong there, like well first oh, off, yep,
0: first off, are you're you here? Do you consider uh-huh. yourself religious?
1: oh yeah i'm I'm definitely a Christian. I wish I could get to church more often, but I feel like if one more manager tells me because I make the schedule for all the managers at my job, but if one more manager tells me that they have to be off on Sundays, then we wouldn't be able to run the store on Sundays. yeah, I wish I could get to church more often. I'm raised Catholic. I don't necessarily know that Catholicism is what's in the books for me but just right now I unfortunately and like I'd probably get like like if I said this to somebody who was like very religious or something like I'd probably be struck or beaten down I feel like right now I don't have the time to get out and explore yeah, and see what else might be out there for me mm-hmm. I just don't know that Catholicism is where I would land in life but I definitely believe in God I definitely believe in heaven and hell and sin and you know religion and all of that so when i go to heaven i would just like god to say something that's like oh jasmine's finally here great go on in you know
0: make yourself not home. like
1: yeah like go ahead your bedroom is on the third floor <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah you got the penthouse suite because you're so great <laughs>
0: okay well that's gonna do it well <laughs> thank you for taking an hour out of your day to of course record this stay tuned and thanks again man of
1: course. Go tigers. Go tigers. Hopefully. Alright
0: guys. Maybe uh goodbye. <laughs> Alright, I'll talk to you later, Jazzy.
1: Alright, thanks, John. Bye. Bye.